0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
2: details. I'm attorney Larry Rowe. Question. Do you have a will and full power of attorney for medical and business decisions? If you say not yet, then what you now have may be a family train wreck. It's easy to fix. LarryLRowe.com.
3: The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 580 WCHS, its employees, or West Virginia Radio Corporation.
1: 580 Live is presented by Thornhill Automotive and is broadcast live from the Parmar Store's studio. From the studios of West Virginia Radio Corporation, the country, the United States of America, the state, West Virginia, the city, Charleston, this is 580 live and your host of 580 live
2: what we've got here is failure
1: to communicate. he's kind of a big deal i have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass and i'm all out of bubble <laughs> dave allen
2: Hey folks, good Friday morning to you. It's 580 Live, brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group from the Parmar Stores Studio, Friday edition of the show. I'm Dave Allen, 304-345-5858, text 304-935-5008. We have uh, Caitlin Murphy serving as our producer today. Uh, loaded up show today. We've got a lot of things we want to get to, but before I get to that, I do want to remind you that uh, this week's 5050 Friday is the West Virginia Power. It just went live a couple of moments ago. Go over to WCHSnetwork.com. Click on the 5050 Friday banner and get you all kinds of good stuff courtesy of the West Virginia Power. That's this week's 5050 Friday. Again, go to WCHSnetwork.com. It's live as we speak. 304 345 5858, text three zero four 935 We've got uh, in studio with us in the second segment, we've got uh, Delegate Amanda Eastup Burton, former Delegate Amanda Eastup Burton, who's going to join us. Uh Some Strange things going on within the Democratic Party in West Virginia. Just when you thought the Republicans had the exclusive on <laughs> on, on controversy, here come the Democrats. And the former, former delegate is going to join us in the studio to talk about that. That's in the second segment of the show. But before we get to that, I want to welcome into the show uh, attorneys Michael Carey and Ben Salango. Uh, gentlemen, good morning. Thank you for coming back to the show. I appreciate it.
4: Hey, good morning, Dave. Thanks for having us. Thanks for hey, good, thanks for being on. Hey, good morning as well.
2: Okay. Uh, now, I know Coop had you on last week while I was on vacation. I appreciate both of you for taking time to uh, be here today. I want to recap the story. Now, although I, I think by now pretty much everyone is aware, video uncovered showing three Horseman middle school employees allegedly abusing students in a special needs classroom, uh, both physically and verbally. Uh, one of those, uh, Walter Pinnell, who's according to the school's website, an aide, is accused of pushing, dragging, and spanking a student who reportedly has developmental disabilities. Uh, according to the criminal complaint, also threatened to punch a student. He's facing battery charges. Another person listed as an aide in the school, uh, Lillian Branham, is accused of slapping a nonverbal student on his hands, grabbing them by their chin and slapping them multiple times with an open hand, causing the student to raise their hands and curl up in defense. Again, this is all part of the criminal complaint. She's also facing battery charges and a teacher at the school, Anthony Wilson, accused of grabbing a nonverbal student by the arm and holding the student while an aide shook and spanked the student. He's accused of helping an aide sling a student into a beanbag chair. Let me just say, all of these folks are innocent until proven guilty. Let's keep that in mind. Many... The reason I have the attorneys on today, and the reason we did last week as well, many are demanding the release of the video, which the Kanawha School Board has not, de- not yet done. Uh, even though the parents of the students in question have agreed to it. That having been said, gentlemen, take the story from there. Is uh, that pretty much correct?
4: Yeah, that's that's a pretty good summary. I tell you, the you know the real issue is the way that the board is reading the statute, and I don't want to get too much into the weeds on the statute. We just kind of a broad overview. Anytime you're interpreting a, a statute, anytime you're reading a law, you have to understand the purpose of the law. This law was enacted uh, after abuse uh, of, of special needs children in Berkeley County in 2018, another case that I handled, where the teachers were coming in and threatening children, uh, threatening to pull their hair. The only way the mom found out about the abuse was she hit a recording device in her daughter's hair, sent her to school, and captured the abuse. Now that that case was, uh, you know, drew national attention, and there were uh, calls upon the legislature to fix the law to put cameras in special needs classrooms. Thankfully, as a result of that case, as a result of that, the mom's um, efforts and you know standing up for her daughter, the legislature passed a law that says there has to be cameras in special needs classrooms. Now, in this particular case, the reason we know of uh, what happened inside the classrooms is because of the cameras. The cameras were put in the classroom. The law was passed to protect the children, not to protect the child abusers. Mm-hmm. But when the Kanawha County Board of Education reads that statute, they say, wait a minute, we can't release the video. Uh, it's confidential. Well, we all know that any time that, that the, those who hold the right of confidentiality produce a waiver, that you can get the materials. Medical records, for instance, are confidential. Unless you send an authorization, then you can get the records. School records, employment records, all of these documents, these records are all confidential unless you send an authorization. There were four children in the classroom. The parents of all four children have expressly uh, waived their right to confidentiality, have sent in authorizations, and asked that the videotapes be produced. And the board says, well, we can't because the statute says you can only view them we don't have to provide a copy of them. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is the board has already provided copies. For instance, the board provided copies to law enforcement. Under the statute, under the board's tortured reading of the statute, they wouldn't be able to provide copies to law enforcement. The board provided copies of the videos to their own lawyers. Well, under the board, the same reading of the statute, they wouldn't be able to provide copies to their own lawyers. So you can't pick and choose when you follow the law and when you don't follow the law. And that's what they're trying to do here. We want to make sure that these videos are released. There's incredible uh, public interest in what happened in that classroom. And as we saw in 2018 with the Berkeley County case, the only way that you make change is by producing the information to the public. That way, the public sees it, they contact their delegates, they contact their state senators, and we have change in the law. Unfortunately, the board is not doing that.
2: We're talking to attorneys uh, Michael Carey and Ben Salango um, on this uh, situation with uh, Horace Mann Middle School and the release of the videos. Had there been any updates in the last couple of days? I know, uh, gentlemen, there was a rally outside the BOE offices a couple of days ago. Has anything changed in the last couple of days, maybe since that rally?
4: No, there, there was a rally. I know that uh, you know several, actually close to 50 people showed up for the rally to demand the release of the videos. Uh, not much has happened since then. Obviously, the civil lawsuits have been filed. Lots of other folks have come forward, you know, with their uh, dealings with uh, these employees of the Board of Education. So, you know, w- one thing when this became public was we had a lot of people reaching out saying, hey, I worked with him or uh, I know her, or this happened to my child, that happened to my child. And so we've got a lot of other people coming forward, which is a good thing because the board claimed in its statement it released on the uh, Memorial Day, oddly enough, uh, that there have been no reports of abuse, that there are no prior instances of, of issues, and we have
1: evidence to the contrary. And, Dave, it was great. I actually attended the uh, rally on uh, on last week, and it was great to see the clients, the actual children that um, who came out and uh, showed their support. And it was great because we had, Ben was right. We had close to 50 people there showing their support, and they wanted those videos released because those videos – or graphic. Ben and I have seen the videos, but there's an extremely high public interest to see what is going on in our public school system. You know?
4: Well, and if you compare the video to the statement that the board released, for instance, uh, the board said in its written statement released on Memorial Day that uh, an assistant principal saw one of the aides pat a student. Pat. That's that's their word. Pat. I want people to compare the statement from the board to the actual video and let okay. them decide whether or not this child was patted uh, it, because it, it's not. The, the kids were, were smacked, They were dragged. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty horrific.
2: Um, uh, gentlemen, uh, earlier this week, when I, when I, I, I just kind of talked about the case a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, and I think I had, had previewed that you guys, uh, were going to be on today. Had a couple of texts. As a matter of fact, I just had one that came in and I'll just read it in its entirety and you can react, uh, to it. It says, uh, the texture says the only people that need to see the videos are the judge and jury. Why would people want to view innocent kids being abused? It's a gross mindset. Address
4: that. No, that, well, it has nothing to do with seeing innocent kids being abused. What it is is a public interest. You know, those are taxpayer dollars funding the salaries of uh, the folks that are are conduct that are abusing the kids. People have an interest in seeing these videos. That's how you change laws. You know, for showing it to a judge and a jury uh, that that's good for the courtroom proceeding. But what about everything else? What if the mom had not released the videos? in Berkeley County in 2018 if that had not become public. We wouldn't have cameras in special needs classrooms today. So, you know, if, if you're on social media and you see a video like that, and we see these types of videos all the time, then if you don't like it, move on by. Just scroll on by. But if you have an interest in protecting our kids, particularly our special needs kids, then you need to see the video and you need to speak up. Uh, but for people seeing the video... But for people uh, hearing the recording in 2018, we would have had no change. That's why it's so important. You know, there are two types of advocacy. You can advocate and go in and file a lawsuit or, or, you know, pursue some type of litigation and advocate in the courtroom. And then there's advocacy for change. You know, actually changing the law so that uh, these special needs kids are protected. That's what we did in 2018. That's what we plan to do here.
2: What is the uh, most recent dialogue um, with the with the Kanawha County Board of Education? I, I know you said there hadn't really been any change since the rally the other day. When was the last time, if you can, if you're at liberty to say that that uh, either either one of you gentlemen had any contact uh, with the Kanawha County Board of Education about the release of the videos?
1: I think it was just the, the last. It was the um, the statement that they brought out. You know, in the, mm-hmm. the statement they talked about. Ben and I were talking about this the other day uh, that they were being transparent. But it's hard to be transparent when you're not showing us the film, you know.
4: Well, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, before we filed the lawsuit, the last, the last meaningful conversation we had with the board was uh, the morning that we filed the lawsuit. We gave them the option. We said, we do, we do not want to file a lawsuit. The parents do not want to be in litigation. They don't want to slug this out for the next year and a half, two years. Release the videos. Uh, all four parents have consented. They've all signed authorizations. And release the videos. I don't need statements. I don't need, you know, press releases on Memorial Day describing uh, what you claim is on the videos. Release the, release the actual videos. And um, we, we told them if they would do that that we would not file a lawsuit, and they refused. So is that so that's the last meaningful uh, that's the last substance of conversation so is that,
2: mm-hmm. that that's your next step I suppose would, would would be to do take some kind of legal action to get the videos released am I reading that correctly
4: yeah the legal actions already been filed okay. we have served what's called uh, discovery uh, which are written requests I'm certain the board will object to it and then we'll go in front of the judge and uh, and uh, on a what's called a motion to compel
1: mm-hmm.
4: and and get the videos that way
1: well, um, and, and they, you know ahead, I mean, if, if the video only shows patting, then why can't they release the videos?
2: Yeah, I mean, it does seem to me, I, I guess, you know, as as an outsider, we're all outsiders, I guess, looking in on this situation. I guess I can understand. But, again, that the fact that the, a, a key point in all this is that the parents – actually want the videos released. And a lot of parents in that situation may not want them released. And I I could completely understand that. But the parents are saying, release the videos.
4: Absolutely. Particularly now that we've got a statement from the Board of Education released on Memorial Day that says, uh, and I'll quote, looked like padding, P-A-T-T-I-N-G, looked like padding. I want people to compare the video to the statement, and, and you tell me if it looks like padding. If it looks like padding when you can actually hear the child being slapped. You can hear it on the audio. The, the camera was on the other side of the classroom, and you can still hear it, whether that's padding, whether or not grabbing a child by the face, if that's padding, whether grabbing a special needs child by the neck and yelling at them in their face, demanding that they apologize, whether that's padding. Grabbing a child by his shirt and throwing him down onto the ground to where he uh, twists his knee, and most likely has a torn meniscus, whether that's padding. Compare for yourself. You know, compare that statement to the video and uh, compare for yourself. So that's one of the reasons why. I don't need uh, somebody releasing a statement on Memorial Day suggesting what the video shows or giving their spin on what the video shows. Release the video.
2: Attorneys Michael Carey and Ben Salango, uh, gentlemen, I appreciate you both taking time out of your schedules to be here and um, keep us updated with what's going on. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, uh, nine twenty-three. And I do want to say that um, uh, I will make every effort on this show uh, to have anyone. And I've have had folks from the Kanawha County Board of Education on, um, if they w- would like to. I know that they that they listen to the show on a regular basis. Um, and anytime that uh, anybody from the Kanawha County Board of Education would like to go on the on the show, uh, I understand. You know, when you're talking about a situation like this, it's a very delicate line that you have to walk. But if they would like to go on the show, they are more than welcome uh, to. To come on the show, and also keep in mind that all uh, all the people that are that were discussed in there, um, that's all public record. Um, you can look it up, you know, for yourself. And all uh, all people involved are innocent till proven guilty. We need to put that disclaimer in there as well. 9-23, We do the show each Monday through Friday from the Parmar Studios. There's not a Parmar store close to you now. There soon will be. If you get your Parmar Rewards card, you can get twelve ounce cans of Red Bull three for seven fifty, and buy any pepperoni roll and get a twenty ounce Mountain Dew. Absolutely. Three three that is. 304-345-5858, text 304-935-5008. Going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, former House of Delegates member Amanda E. Step Burton, who's got a major issue with the Democratic Party in West Virginia. That's coming up next. This is 580 Live, brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group on the voice of Charleston WCHS.
0: It's time to go. Wait, before you hit the open road, you need to head to Thornhill Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. It's Chrysler Pacifica minivan month. Check out the new 2021 Chrysler Pacifica all-wheel drive. Get up to 2500 retail bonus cash, plus 0% APR for 60 months. You can hit the open road in style with no fighting. Kids get their own road. Hey, it's Sydney from the Thornhill Auto Group, inviting you to the all-new Thornhill Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Visit us at Fountain Place Mall next to Tractor Supply. Or
2: online at thornhillcdjr.com.
0: us qualify through Chrysler Capital tax high license, and Duffy not included.
2: What started as the
1: Parmar Oil Company back in 1967 has grown into over 150 convenience stores in four states. Parmar Convenience Stores offer monthly product specials
0: and -and grab-and-go items. Located just down the street from where you live, Parmar Stores are all about
1: being your above-par convenience stores. If you don't have a Parmar Convenience Store near you now, you will soon. Parmar Convenience Stores, neighbors serving your community and making life a little bit easier every day. Hi, this is
4: David McCormick. We all love the Internet. It's great, and it's made our life better in so many ways. But no matter how fast your Wi-Fi connection, nothing takes the place of personal customer service. Those friendly faces that greet you at the door with answers to your questions. Business owners, connect with our team at Omega Commercial Interiors and buy local. The Internet may have a click here button, but we have local designers that can make your office a showplace. Visit
1: us online at omegacommercialinteriors.com.
4: It's not every day you purchase a vehicle, but one person who does, Larry Dawson. Larry Dawson Auto Sales in Nitro. I'm Randy Dameron with a message regarding honesty, integrity, and the willingness to save you money when it's time for you to purchase a slightly used vehicle. I've known Larry as a friend for years, and you too can have a friend in the car business. Click or come in today and meet Larry. Larry Dawson Auto Sales, Nitro.
2: Twenty-six 580 Live, brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group, the home of Thornhill Toyota. Visit them online, thornhilltoyotawd.com, or visit them at the Thornhill Motor Mile in Chapmanville. Caleb Murphy is our producer today. I'm Dave Allard. 304-345-5858. Text 304-935-5008. I want to welcome into the show uh, former uh, West Virginia House of Delegates member Amanda Estev Burton. Good morning, Amanda. How are you? I'm well, Dave. Good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning.
3: No, thank you for having me.
2: Uh, You know, it's uh, kind of interesting. Um, (laughs) I had my show pretty much all lined out this morning, and then... A gentleman uh, in uh, in the building, a good a good buddy of mine uh, by the name of Tim, uh, texted me and said, "Hey, have you seen this?" And I had not seen it. So, uh, what it is is it was a, a social media post done by you. And I'm going to quote the first part, and then I'm going to let you respond to it. this. Is why you're here today. Uh, hey, y'all! I love that, by the way, uh, being, being a Southern West Virginian. Uh, hey, y'all! I'm a Democrat. I have always been, and always thought I always would be. I can no longer associate myself with the Democratic Party. That is led by Belinda Beaufort. Belinda Beaufort, of course, being the chair of the party. What is it, Amanda, that led you to go on this uh, social media uh, tirade? And there's a whole lot more to it than that. What is your major issue?
3: Well, admittedly, Dave, I'm not familiar with the bylaws of the state executive committee, but I did pay attention last night. Um, this the national DNC has required us us as the state executive committee. To create an affirmative action plan to represent underrepresented um, minority communities. That group, so in May, the party uh, created a caucus an LGBTQ caucus, a black caucus, an Asian caucus, a Latinx caucus. Um, and then those caucuses appointed chairs, and those chairs are supposed to be part of the affirmative action committee mm-hmm. to present an affirmative action plan to the national DNC. By this morning, Um, Belinda created the plan on her own without any input from the Affirmative Action Committee that was created. But in the in the meeting, if you watch the meeting, which is on YouTube, there's a complete lack of leadership. A leader. um, She didn't know the bylaws. They they questioned the bylaws. They argued the bylaws. The parliamentarian didn't make rulings when she was supposed to. It was an absolute Mess.
2: What what kind of meeting are we talking? I mean, what was this uh, kind of kind of set the stage of where all this happened?
3: Uh, it was to me. It was on YouTube. Okay. Um, Zoom stuff. I, mean, I mean, what kind of meeting was it? This uh, was it was the, it was a meeting uh, set to approve the affirmative action okay, okay, plan. Okay, okay. That's That all was supposed me, that was all to be. For, okay. uh, it was supposed to have input from the minority caucuses in the affirmative action committee that hadn't even been appointed yet. They hadn't mm-hmm. even voted on the affirmative action committee. Complete violation of bylaws they completely violated all of their own bylaws by presenting a plan that wasn 't pr- approved or created by the minority groups that were supposed to create it. Let me
2: go on to read a little bit more of uh, of your social media uh, post uh, let 's be clear I stand this is your words. I stand with the national democratic platform i 'm a national Democrat, but I am no longer a Belinda Biele for West Virginia Democrat. She needs to go that 's pretty pretty strong pretty strong words there. <laughs>
3: It is, Um, you know, what we need from a leader, what you expect from a leader are is being able to be transparent, involve your team to work Mm -hmm. together to create the plan. But apparently this affirmative action plan has supposed to be in place for 47 years and the DNC just put the mandate on us. But she's known with ample amount of time to create the committees, involve the committees and be a leader Instead of just pushing something through that she wanted to push through. In my opinion, that's what she did. Um, It was a disaster.
2: Okay. Do do you, uh, based on the comments that I saw on your social media, it seemed like a lot of people uh, agreed with you uh, on this. So I'm I'm presuming that, that you don't consider yourself to be the Lone Ranger in this deal. There must be others that agree with you.
3: Oh, I'm sure. But I'm still probably an outcast for for speaking out against it, um, I, you know, I've always been a supporter of the team, the mm-hmm. the executive committee, the Democrats, West Virginia Democrats. But this was just an absolute, like, it was complete disregard. People, made a, people spoke over top of black people who were trying to get their voices heard in this meeting. People spoke over, um, there was point of orders that were never answered about, The bylaws, you know, are we supposed to be doing this prior to appointing the Affirmative Action Committee chairs Mm -hmm. and making the committee? So they were – it was just – if you're a leader, you follow your bylaws, you know your bylaws, and you command respect in a room. Everybody was just yelling over everybody. It was a mess.
2: It almost sounds – it's kind of a – if you recall a couple of months ago, uh, when the Republicans had their, their state committee meeting, there different situation, but there were, and I wasn't there, and I wasn't obviously there last night, but, and I haven't seen the video, but, but from what I have been told, there was a lot of similar things that happened with the, with the Republican, um, state committee meeting when they, when they got their, their new chair, you know, several months ago. So apparently, as I said, going into break, um, the Republicans don't have the exclusive on this.
3: Well, and I mean, it's politics. <laughs> nobody, nobody gets along in politics what? anymore, which is unfortunate. Go ahead. Um, but the par- the 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 meeting started out with a motion to table. Belinda argued that's a non-debatable motion. If somebody makes a motion to table parliamentary rules. You can't debate that. She tried to tell him no, he couldn't. People spoke up. Uh, they they had a roll call vote. She tried to just do a, a you know an all in everybody say I vote. It was it was a it was a mess. You can't argue with the rules. If somebody wants to motion to table, I mean, it would be like me on the House floor with Speaker Hanshaw. You know, I make a motion to table, and him arguing with me—that's not leadership. Mm-hmm. Not that's not following procedure.
2: So, getting back to the meeting itself, uh, it was was were there people in person? Or was it all on, on, on Zoom, or, or how did that work? I believe it was all Zoom. Okay. All right. So I could imagine how – I mean, I've been in a lot of Zoom meetings over the last year and a half, just like everybody else has, and I can imagine what that must have been like when you've got people yelling and so on and so forth on a, on, on a Zoom meeting. Why is there so much fighting in uh, political parties at this point? I mean, it doesn't have to be Democrats. I mean, because we've seen it on the Republican side, too. Republican Party is very fractured uh, in, in America, not just in West Virginia. Why are we seeing this?
3: I have no idea. But it's like if you're a Trump supporter, you can't be friends with me. And if you're a Biden supporter, you can't be friends with me. It's ridiculous. And we need to work together to, to find middle ground and just hear each other. Even as an elected official, there's not a politician in this world that I will agree with 100 percent of the time. Absolutely. There's not one person in the world, politician or not, that we're going to agree with 100 percent of the time. If you agree with them. Fifty-seven percent of the time, that's better than you know nothing. But if somebody, if you vote on something and somebody disagrees with it, they're they're attacking you. Mm-hmm. It's just a, an all-out attack. Nobody asks why did you vote this way? How did you feel about this? It, nobody listens to hear anymore. Listens to understand. Everybody listens to attack.
2: Talking to uh, former uh, delegate Amanda Easton Burton here on Five Eighty Live uh, from the uh, Parmar Store Studios. Brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group. Uh, let me. Um let me ask you this is a hypothetical. Uh, if, if, if there were not a supermajority of Republicans in West Virginia, had we not seen what we have seen with the red wave a couple of years ago, you know, with Trump and, and, and again the supermajority now, would there be this much infighting in the party, in your opinion? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say because the Republicans have that supermajority and there's a lot of fighting going on within the Republican Party as well.
3: I I believe there would be just as much fighting.
2: And and how, but how do we fix that? Oh,
3: that's a that's the million dollar question, <laughs> Dave. Well, and and
2: I think what happens is too you have a lot of people that Especially younger people um, that may want to get involved, and in, they want to make a difference on both sides—Republican and Democrat, liberal, conservative—they want to. They want to get involved, but yet they sit back and they see events like what you're describing now, and what we have seen with the Republicans as well. And you have people that throw up their hands and go, "Man, I don't. I really don't want to be a part of that."
3: If I were a 20-year-old, I'd be so disenfranchised. And I, and I have friends that are like, "I'm not going to pay attention to politics because it's so polarizing. It's mm-hmm. so." unnerving i mean and it doesn't have to be that way politics is is essentially to help people politicians should be helping people not throwing you know fighting all the time and and being hateful but it is it is very disenfranchising and i try really hard myself to be a voice of reason to younger people so that they get involved Mm -hmm. but i can't shelter them from the ugly once they're involved
2: How much uh, blame do you put, if any, on Democratic leadership for the shortcomings at the ballot box over the last couple of years of the Democratic Party in the state of West Virginia?
3: I don't believe that, you know, the the red wave was a a result of lack of leadership in the Democratic Party. Um, I believe that the red wave was West Virginia is a red state. I don't think anybody's changed their party registration because they don't like Belinda Biafoy. Right. So I don't think it had much to do with that. Um, and I'm, I'm a I'm a Democratic candidate that lost. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it had much to do with that. But aside from that, what they're doing now and how they're structuring and trying to re-back back to blue is what they're calling it, how to rebuild the Democratic Party in West Virginia is just – it's tearing it apart. It's not helping anything.
2: Someone uh, once told me, and, and I, we've seen several people that have changed – uh, parties. We just saw Mick Bates, um, uh, the uh, uh, delegate from Raleigh County, that, that just – he was the most recent one to switch parties. There have been others uh, that have switched parties. Um, someone had once told me uh, – this was a Democrat I was speaking to – the Democratic Party needs to get back to being the old Democratic Party. The party right around – this was a statement from this person – the party of the working man, the working person, I guess uh, – how much of that do you agree with? Do you disagree with? I was told that maybe the, the Democratic Party, as well as the Republican Party, needs to get away from a lot of the social issues and get back to the economic things. Your your, your thoughts on that?
3: Well, I think we waste a lot of time on social issues. Um, and I don't mean waste. Social issues are very, very important. Mm-hmm. The Democratic Party is the party of working people, in my opinion, but it's also the party of, of all people. You know, we're going to represent underrepresented, which was the – my biggest issue with the affirmative action plan they presented last night, they didn't get input from any underrepresented person when they created and drafted this plan to present to the DNC. Social issues are very important, and I don't, like, I don't think we waste a lot of time on social issues, but we get in the weeds with social issues, and that's what causes people to start throwing um, shade at each other and mm-hmm. being upset with each other.
2: And that's not, again, the theme of this whole uh, interview, Amanda, seems to be that's not just a Democratic exclusive because we see it within the Republican Party as well. And I have I've been one that's gone on record as saying as a conservative Republican, stop arguing over these social issues and get down to brass tacks. That's just me speaking.
3: Right. And but we have underrepresented minority communities that need uh, legislation, that mm-hmm. need policies to help them. So, I mean, those can be considered social issues like LGBTQ issues. Those are important to me. But... You know, how much time did they spend on the transgender bill? And I, I think we have 11 transgendered people in school in, in all of West Virginia. They created a bill for a problem that doesn't exist.
2: And we've already seen our first lawsuit out of that. And yeah. it's, uh, and and, it's, and there's going to be more. And I think, uh, was it Andrew Schneider? One one of the uh, people came out and said, we'll see you in court. And well, lo and behold, we're going to court. Yeah. Over it. And it's going to fall in court. I mean, I, in my opinion, I don't think it's going to. I could be totally wrong. I don't I don't think it's going to hold up. Uh, let me I got a couple texts here. Uh, text. It's almost as if a two party system has been designed by powerful people to keep citizens separate. Abolish the two party system in favor of a coalition style government that forces cooperation and compromises, and takes money out of politics and give the people the power back.
3: I couldn't agree more. But how do you start that? Where does that? I mean, how do you implement abolishing a two-party system?
2: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you do. Uh, Tex, the fix to end finding is better leadership. Everyone knows the things that need to be done to get West Virginia moving, but the elected representatives are too cowardly to do those things. Your mm. thoughts?
3: I mean, I I served in the legislature for two years. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think. Mo- I'd say the majority of them are not cowardly. Um, they do even Republican or Democrat. I think everyone there for the most part, does what they feel in their heart is the best thing to do for for West Virginia.
2: Uh, text, I voted for Hillary in 2016 after seeing the most disgusting lies and attacks for four years on one man from the Democrats. I had no choice but to switch to the Republican Party. I was a Democrat for 25 years. The Democrat Party is being hijacked by radicals. They turned me into a full-blown conservative. Text her.
3: Well, that's his personal opinion. and, <laughs> and I mean, um, I don't think the Democratic Party attacked one man for four years. I think that one man attacked uh, uh a Democracy and, and Americans for four years.
2: Uh Final text before we let you go. It was uh, I'm a Democrat. It was bad and embarrassing. However, at least we didn't rig an election for a party chair in favor of a guy who was responsible for veterans being physically uh, violated. That is according to a texter. All right. So what happens next for you? I mean, the fallout. You posted this what eight ten hours ago or so, and now now you're doing uh, my show, and uh, and it's already all over social media. From what I'm told, the text I'm getting from people saying that the, the, this very interview is blowing up.
3: Oh wow! So
2: so, what next?
3: I have no idea what's next <laughs> for me right now. I am enjoying my children, my my job. I'm, I have four four kids, four dogs, four rescue pups, and um, not eight dogs total, just four dogs, and and a full time job. And I have a garden, and life is good.
2: Are you going to run again? I have no idea. Come on now.
3: Honestly, I swear (laughs) to God, I had no idea.
2: That's what you call a gotcha question. All right, man, I appreciate you taking time for being on the show today. It's always a pleasure to have you on. You're welcome anytime.
3: Thanks, Dave. I appreciate
2: you. 19 minutes away from 10, back after this 580 Live, brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group on the voice of Charleston, WCHS.
0: Freedom in full color. Hey, it's Sydney from the Thornhill Auto Group, inviting you to join us for Jeep Freedom Days at the all-new Thornhill Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Check out the new military-inspired Freedom Edition. And for every Freedom Edition sold, we donate to the USO. As a small thank you for the sacrifices our active duty service members make. From Wrangler to Renegade, each Freedom Edition vehicle is equipped with distinctive exterior style and a set of features designed to help you make the most of every day. Jeep Freedom Day is at the all-new Thornhill CDJR. Visit us at Fountain Place Mall next to Tractor Supply or online at thornhillcdjr.com. Trading in your business fleet or personal vehicle
3: for a new one? Donate your used vehicle to Good News Mountaineer Garage and get the best tax deduction possible and the satisfaction of knowing your donation changed the life of someone in need. Good News Mountaineer Garage repairs donated vehicles and provides them to qualified West Virginia families, giving them access to employment, safe and affordable housing, health care, and other vital necessities, and putting them on the road to economic independence. Call 1-866-GIF-CAR today for Good News Mountaineer Garage.
4: Let Poca Valley Bank help you get out and enjoy the great
0: outdoors this summer. With great rates on ATVs, campers, RVs, boats, and automobiles, there's no
4: reason not to explore the great outdoors. Contact Poca Valley Bank at 1-844-782-2651 and discuss your possible loan options. Or stop by and see us at one of our branches in Spencer, Walton, Linden, Elkview, Sissonville, Poka or
2: Winfield. The Poca Valley Bank, where relationships matter. A loan subject to credit approval
5: and rates may vary based upon credit factors. Remember FD I see.
4: The world is treating me bad,
2: misery. I'm the kind of guy. Five eighty live. Caitlin Murphy serving as our producer this morning. It's always with with Caitlin as my producer. It's always one of those things where like, wonder what she's going to do next. And that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. The rest of the show is yours. Three zero four three four five fifty eight fifty eight. Text three zero four nine three five five zero zero eight. I know a lot of you are listening online uh, via our various streams your various devices that we have out there now. And uh, your uh, online stream is brought to you by our good friend attorney Larry L Rowe. You can visit LarryLRowe.com dot com or call three zero four nine two five thirteen thirty three for more information about him. Sixteen minutes away from ten, um, we do have a special session, and we now have a portal for the vaccine lottery. Yesterday, during his press briefing, the governor announced the legislature would be called in for a special session to allocate money for the American Rescue Plan uh, to the Department of Health and Human Resources and for the Department of Education. The governor also says he wants the legislature to allocate $150 million to the Department of Highways for road projects. The uh, session is going to begin Monday. Now, the lawmakers were already due in town for interim meetings uh, anyway. Uh, you'll recall this past session, the legislature passed a law that prevents the governor from spending more than one hundred fifty million dollars outside of a legislative session. There were calls, and we had folks on the show, both uh, Republican and Democrat, calling for that, and it was passed by the legislature this past session. Um, so, this means the governor can allocate the first one hundred fifty million from the rescue plan, and leaves it up to the lawmakers to dole out the additional funds. Uh, as I said, the session is uh, is going to start Monday. It's only expected to last, though, one day. Governor seems to think that they can get it done in one day. Uh, as for the lottery and as for how that's going to go, the registration for all those prizes will begin at 5 o'clock today. Now, the program is called Do It for Baby Dog after the governor's dog. Uh, the Governor's Dog. By the way, uh, Caitlin, I want to work on this. I I, I want to get the Governor's Dog. I want to get Baby Dog on the air. I, I, I want to bring Baby Dog in the studio. I want to put Baby Dog over here to my right or to my left, one of these microphones in the Parmar Studios. And I want to put the headphones on, and I actually want to I, I want to have an in-depth with, with, with Baby Dog. And I am waiting for the memoirs of Baby Dog uh, to come out. Uh, as I said, the program is called Do It for Baby Dog after the Governor's Dog. Now, you have to have had at least one shot to enter. Uh, and, and, I was doing a little research on this this morning because somebody had asked me, they said, well, what if I've already had the vaccine? How do I enter? Well, apparently, and if I am wrong, someone can step in to correct me or if one of the news folks is listening. Uh, you're already entered, uh, if you have been vaccinated. Because I know when I was vaccinated, uh, I got my, uh, I got both mine. My wife did as well. Um, we, you know, we got the card. You go into a database. So they already know that you are vaccinated. Um, not because of the chip that they put in you. That wasn't that 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 is the, the chip that they inserted in you when you got vaccinated it has nothing to do with it. Uh, but you're automatically registered for cash, guns, scholarships. It's all up for grabs. And uh, I'm wondering, you know, I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, what else could we do to entice West Virginians to get the vaccine? Maybe, um, I don't know, Tudor's Biscuits for Life. Huh? Caitlin, you went on that, the Tudor's Biscuits for Life? um skull maybe skull uh Earnhardt merchandise mountain dew red bull uh pepperoni rolls used truck parts
5: i think you're profiling now
2: <laughs> profile well i can profile west virginians because i am one
5: i'm a west virginian and i don't like those things all the time you don't Eaters like isn't bad
2: you don't like pepperoni rolls
5: i love, sometimes it depends on the brand
2: okay all right uh so used truck parts not going to work for you either
5: if I can sell them for more money than a $100 war bond.
2: <laughs> All right. So are you excited, Caitlin? You've been, you've been vaccinated, right? I think we had a discussion before. You've been vaccinated, right? Yep. All right. Are you excited about uh, possibly winning something other than a war bond?
5: I have terrible luck, so no. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, somebody's going to – in the old days of the West Virginia Lottery, when it first came around, the announcer used to say, uh, that's a lot of green, that's a lot of hay, but in order to win, you yep. got to play. That's, that's the old commercial going back to well, well before you were born. 304-345-5858 text, 304-935-5008. We're going to take the break a little bit early because when we come back, did you know it was Pride Month? It's Pride Month. We'll talk about that right after this. This is 580 Live on the Voice of Charleston WCHS.
0: Go Toyota, go Thornhill. It's Sydney from the Thornhill Auto Group inviting you to the all-new Thornhill Toyota. Your total automotive dealer just got bigger and we're eager for the new opportunity to continue serving southern West Virginia and eastern Kentucky with a great new Toyota product. Your new Toyota is waiting in Chapmanville. The Thornhill family welcomes some familiar, friendly staff, plus a few new smiling faces. Same location, brand new name. The all-new Thornhill Toyota is here. Visit us online at thornhilltoyotawb.com. And on the Thornhill Motor Mile, US 119, Chapman.
1: The Good Family Pharmacy and Good Life Apothecary are family-owned businesses with customer service second to none. As an independent pharmacy, they're able to give you the same
2: service and accept most of the same insurances the larger chains offer without the long wait, and that includes most Medicare Part D plans. They also offer delivery services, and they're available on-call. With two locations in Elfio and Meek Shoals, Good Family Pharmacy and Good Life Apothecary are just a short drive away. Learn more online at goodlifeapothecary.com.
0: Interest rates are at a historic low, and as a result, it is cheaper to buy a home than to rent. If you are a first-time home buyer and don't know where to begin, then give me a call. I will walk you through the process so you will understand every step of the way. I've helped many people buy their first home, and the Charleston inventory offers many good selections. I'm Terry Routledge, associate broker of Old Colony Company. Joseph Miller, broker of record.
2: Ten minutes away from ten. Five eighty live from the Parmar Studios from the voice of Charles WCHS. Yeah. I know I turned on the wrong microphone button. I just have caused Caitlin to have a have a spasm during the uh, during the commercial break there because I hit the wrong button and uh and you you know, they they say you treat every microphone as if it were alive, Mike, which I did because it was, unfortunately. But uh yeah, you heard a little dialogue there between me and Kayla that is, <laughs> Caitlin that 's totally on me. Uh this month at your uh, local Hustons Pizza, get a large eighteen inch pepperoni pizza, ten breadsticks for only eighteen ninety nine. Check out Hussin's Near you. 304-345-5858 text. 3049355008 text. Cannabis should have been legalized five years ago. Uh, West Virginia could have been getting tax dollars from sales and tourism, but the legislatures were and are too cowardly. Text Dave, West Virginia people are a racist group. Both parties are guilty. Most are religious folk and they uh, they're going to keep the state behind all of the states like they are now. The state sucks. It needs to go back to Virginia, and no, I can't afford to move. I'm stuck in the Trump cult state, according to a text. or text, Tudor's Biscuits for Life wouldn't last long. A heart attack would soon uh, follow after winning. Uh, how, how many of you knew it was Pride Month? Well, if you're on social media or you're online for that matter, it'd be hard to ignore. I had a text earlier this week from someone who said they were offended by the amount of pride emails that they were getting. Many companies, uh, of which they had ordered things, uh, in the past, um, uh, were, you know, many changing their logos on social media and so on and so forth. Um, Uh, If you're on social media, even you've seen people changing the profile pictures for the month of June with rainbow colors or some saying rainbow ally or you've got a friend or something like that. What does it all mean? Well, first, a little history lesson. The founders and organizers say it goes back to 1969 when New York City police raided the Stonewall Club, Gay Club, in Greenwich Village. Now, that resulted in patrons of the club, bar staff, and the general neighborhood rioting onto Christopher Street in New York City, uh, thus uh, leading at least some to – Get us, say, this where we are today. It was actually former President Bill Clinton who officially recognized Pride Month back in 1999. Barack Obama later continued the tradition, and even former President Trump commemorated the month with a tweet announcing that his administration had begun a global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality. That having been said, uh, let's face some facts here. Um, there have uh, there have always been. Uh, and always will be gay people. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a Christian. Uh, I know what my religion says about homosexuality, or at least what I've been taught over the years. Um, I truly believe that the basis of any good religion, worth its weight in, uh, in, in worth its weight, uh, should be in love. Uh, do I uh, personally think homosexuality is wrong? That's not for me to decide. Uh, for me, yes, it's wrong. But who am I to say it's wrong for you? That's not my place. The argument has been for years, well, gay people can't reproduce, which is why we're here. Well, I can tell you, I've been married for 29 years. Uh, My wife and I are child-free, and I said child-free, not child-lust. There's a difference. We chose not to have kids because we didn't want them. Um, And on some people's eyes, that's wrong. And somehow can to going against nature, as I was told by somebody one time, that uh, we were going against nature because we're not having kids. And it's been said that that's what homosexuals uh, do as well. Um, I guess for my straight friends uh, and and someone, I I would just have to ask, what is it about someone leading a life that you don't approve of that is so hurtful to you? In other words, why do you care? Uh, And to my gay friends, I would say, what is it in your soul or heart of hearts that makes you long for acceptance, tolerance, or whatever? No, hold on. Caitlin's giving me the, the the stink eye here. Let me finish. That you want from the heterosexual community. I have often said, work with me here, that a great number, my opinion, a great number of gays don't want acceptance or tolerance. They want approval, which is a totally different thing. Um, I can tolerate uh your behavior and still love you i can accept that that's who you are but you don't have to ask me to approve of it
5: do you know many gay people
2: i'm just asking do you know many gay people you're gonna put me in that pigeonhole i have a black friend you are Uh, but that's
5: exactly what you're doing (laughs) i'm just saying i don't want approval
2: okay i don't care and
5: and and full disclosure i'm bisexual Uh uh-huh i've been out for about Three, four years. But now. you, but
2: you outed yourself to the broadcasting community on my show, which may be a first in, in West Virginia radio. I'm not sure.
5: I, I don't <laughs> view it as outing myself. I'm just being who I am. This okay. is me. Okay. No, I, I, and I'm not looking for approval. Most of my friends are in the LGBT community. I know many people in the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. None of us are looking for approval. But we don't want to be treated like second class citizens
1: okay okay and we
5: don't want to have to debate our rights to exist as who we are that's the bottom line i could care less if Um, you think i'm an abomination a sin i'm going to hell i'm a freak of nature most of my friends don't care either
2: well and i think that most most right thinking people most compassionate people don't think that to begin with in my, in, in my opinion. You would be surprised. Well, no, and I know, and, I, and I'm on social media, and I and I know the calls and the texts and some that I can't even read on the air. I try to read every text. There are some that I can't read on the air when things like this are discussed. But what they say is, and what what's being thrown out there a lot is, is, well, I don't care what people do. Just don't try to shove it down my throat.
5: What does that even mean?
2: Uh, I, I don't know. I don't I mean, I
5: mean, heterosexuality is shoved down my throat all the time. Look at the millions of love songs written about straight love, the books written about straight love, the TV shows about straight people, straight people have everything in this country. And because we want to have like a celebration of our existence of our, you know. To me, what pride is pride's pride is a two parter. The first part is the celebration of our history. Do you know when the first pro-gay rights organization was founded in America? Like, could you guess the year? Tell me. 1924. Okay. So we've been here. We've been here before that. And we want to celebrate the people like Marsha P. Johnson, who was at the Stonewall Riots. We want to celebrate the, the greatness of our community. And we also want to start looking forward to the things that we need to keep working for, towards. We need to keep advocating for rights that are being taken away from people. That's what pride is. It's a celebration and it's also a continuation of the fight.
2: Uh, text, uh, Dave, I could care less about people's preferences as long as they don't bother me. I have gay friends, black friends, etc. I judge people by their actions, not their color or their lifestyle. Text, well, Dave, great topic to bring up with three minutes left in your show on a Friday. <laughs> that's on me, okay, because I had, and, and the texture's absolutely right about that, because I was going to bring this up um, uh, earlier in the show, but then the thing with with Amanda Eastett Burton broke overnight, and I had to allow time for that. So that's on me. Even Caitlin before the show said, we really ought to hold. Off on this, and I'll bring it up again because it's a month. It's a month. Uh, It's a month. Uh, Text uh, Gay Pride gets a whole month, and Veterans have sacrificed everything for freedom.
5: Can I? This is one I actually really want to address. And I was I bet my friend who's listening to the show ten dollars that this exact quote would be brought up because it's brought up every Pride. Veterans Month exists. It's in November. Mm -hmm. Military Appreciation Month exists. It was literally ended last Monday in May. And I wonder if this texter cares enough about the. Veterans that they are politicizing for a goal to care about the five thousand American veterans that were kicked out of the military before Don't Ask Don't Tell was rescinded,
2: and that's pretty much what the text says: is that uh, uh, that they only get um, one day, and you so you you, you you nailed it <laughs>
5: because it's the same stuff that gets thrown up. It's well, why don't why don't we give our hardworking veterans stop politicizing veterans for your goals? And the second one is well, why don't we have a straight month Pride Parade when when a straight ever been not the norm? When have you ever been persecuted for being heterosexual? But, you should be happy that you don't have to have a whole month to celebrate overcoming such hardships that the gay community has had to overcome.
2: Very well said. If you're wanting an argument out of me, you're not going to get it.
5: I don't want an argument out of you. I don't, I don't. That's the, my point is I'm I'm through arguing my right to exist as a person. I'm now fighting for my right to exist as a person and celebrating my right to exist.
2: Quick text, Dave. Does anyone else notice that those who demonize people that do not embrace the homosexual lifestyle or immediately bow down to groups like BLM are the first to wish violence and with some even death on straight white people like the hate put out against President Trump? According to a texter. I'm going to say this as we close the show. um, We're all here. We're all here in this crap show called Life. Uh, The best thing I think we can do is just try to... Learn to love each other. And just because I may not agree with someone's lifestyle um, doesn't make them a bad person. We talk about politics just because I don't agree with the, uh, the, the letter after somebody's name doesn't make them a bad person as well. As I always close the show by saying, folks, have fun and love somebody.
1: AD AM ninety six point five FM Charleston, and one oh four point five Cross Lanes, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station. It's ten o'clock.
0: From ABC News. I'm Brian Clark. Stocks are trading higher this
4: morning after the May jobs report showed the U.S. private sector added 559,000 jobs last month. That was about 100,000 short of expectations, but more than double the amount that were added in April. TD Ameritrade chief market strategist J.J. Keenahan says, If you look where we're creating jobs, we're creating them in many of the areas you thought we would be. And what I mean by that, hospitality and leisure healthcare information systems manufacturing the unemployment rate fell to 5.8 percent the first time it's below six percent since the pandemic began president
1: okay round two name something that's not boring laundry
5: oh a book club computer solitaire huh
0: ah sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void the prohibited by 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. website for details.